And here we go. Hey guys, welcome to episode 158 of CMD Towers Woo! Bruce and Builds. I'm Mr. Comet number five, and my fellow hosts will be seeing who has the survival of the fittest at M30 in a couple of weeks, Big Tuck. That's right, the next big event. What up, everybody? Hold on, let me finish pouring this. Look at the cut, look at the color, everyone. It's so seasonal. And something I've been waiting for all day. Oh god. How we doing? Happy Spooktober and the spoopy season out there. I wish that I had lightning greaves in here just so I could we could do our spooky boots bit, but don't really need it as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, I guess when your whole deck is kind of haste, yes. lightning greaves is a little redundant. Also, I know so I know you're not a big beer drinker, and I want to get into your I want to get into your nuptials that I was at and everything that followed after that, but what's your barometer on pumpkin? Like as a concept, like is something I want to sleep with. Pumpkin pies, roasted pumpkins with butternut squash in it, pumpkin seeds. Okay, so I like pumpkin, pumpkin spice lattes. I like, lattes. I like, I like some those either. Things that are pumpkin. Okay, I like some things that are pumpkin. Now, pumpkin pie is my favorite pie um, on the planet. I love pumpkin okay. pie. It's it's my absolute favorite. Uh, pumpkin seeds. You know, I used to you know if you toast them, do a little bit of yo, salt. Yo. Oh, no, yeah. they're, they're they're decent. But I'm not one of those basic people that tries to fit pumpkin into literally everything. Yeah. That's just not to, me. Getting ready to <laughs> shove a pumpkin up your ass as soon as the leaves start turning well, changes. How did that even start? Like, I remember that being a thing last year in 2021, a, and now it's was back. That a, I thought it was a meme. I don't know. It's like, I just know. Oh, it's definitely a meme. So uh, I, I don't really like pumpkin that much, but I got to say this brewery called Southern Tier, which is it's up in New York, but they have a, a brew a brew factory down here. They make this pumpkin international or sorry imperial pumpkin ale that's eight point six percent. Pretty tasty. Not a bad not a Pretty bad tasty. way to not a not a bad way to sell, celebrate the uh, fall season here. But enough about that. How was Italy? Besides amazing, uh, it was great. We, like uh, the funny thing is when we got back. My now uh, wife I had made the Miss, various Mrs. No, Mrs. Number five, Mrs. Or number she, five, or she number six. Well, or she, no, she's, she's, well, number, she's one. number one. I was just gonna yeah. say before I get you in any trouble, she's number one for sure. So uh, the thing that was interesting is when we got back, she actually it was she kept be, texting me, being like, "Gosh, I'm so hungry." It is just like we got so used to just like eating small things throughout the day. Yeah. Yep. And then now you come back here where it's just more of like you just eat two, maybe three meals a day and that's it. Yep. So she was getting all these like random hunger pains, but ate a ton of food, uh, ate a lot Good. of great food, got to see some great things. That, um, you know, I've that, already that video or photo or whatever of her shoving the pizza in her mouth is hysterical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's straight in. I mean, gosh, I still remember the look on her face when she took the bite and like just the joy that overcame it. Yeah. It's like, oh, yes. But yeah, no, the the thing that she was surprised about, we each only put on maybe one pound the entire trip and we ate like fools. But sure. it just goes to show, A, when you're walking all damn day, you burn a right. lot of calories. But the bigger thing is just like the quality of food that they have over there not yeah. being as processed. It's just your body's able right. to like use it more being being in a city that has public transportation and is walkable. Right. Like I'm sure that yeah. that adds a lot where you're not just like driving everywhere, too. So, OK, the nor I, I want to get into the my the thing I ask you every time. Right. Which is Am I tired. Are you tired? 
Uh, I, a little tired, actually. I was going to say, I would think so, since you were texting me at 2 in the morning, my time. Yeah, yeah, I had a bit of insomnia last night. But on this trip, so you get out of five stars, right? Or, or normal things. Your peak, okay. your pits, and the thing that you would personally change. And you can't, it has to be, you have to be able to have the agency to change it. So, like, you can't change the weather, right? Okay. But something that you yourself could have changed. Out of five stars, believe it or not, it's about a three out of five. Nothing to do with uh, Mrs. Number One. Nothing to do with Italy itself or the things we got to experience. It was all the other crap that just, like, piled down. I'll tell you some other time about it. We don't have the uh, the time allotment today for it. But oh, I'm sorry. three out of five stars. The peak, I would have to say... Uh, the peak would have been when she got to see the Trevi Fountain. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. She, like, didn't even expect it to look that wow. amazing. So it really, you know, caught her off guard. So that was that was a pretty neat experience for sure. The pit definitely would be, uh, God, uh, as our day in Rome, it was night. We're sitting down at my favorite restaurant ever. We're about we're about to get some wine, get the food to go because we had to catch our train, and then it just starts pouring out of oh, nowhere, no. and we're sitting outside. <laughs> so we like get inside. We're kind of like already wet, and then you know they do get us the food, and so it's like we got to walk to the train station because we can't get an Uber or a cab. So we're like we're walking, like her feet oh, are like blistered to hell because we did like thirty thousand plus steps that day in Rome. She's never walked that much, and I think in her life. Uh, and so yeah. she was like all kind of like grouchy and grumpy. And I was sure. like, hey, why don't you put on a different pair of shoes? Just like, you know, out of she's like, well, just you like, told me not to overpack. And it was like kind of became this like little like a, a in tiff. A hat that yes. really yes, didn't yes, need yes. to be. So that would definitely be the pit, which honestly, in the grand scheme of things, is like a pretty, oh, no, the pit would be. <laughs> When I was taking a taxi back from Santa Maria Novella train station to where we were staying outside the city, uh, the taxi driver totally took advantage of me, completely went a super, super long way, doubled. Oh. I mean, my cab was only supposed to be 50 euro and ended up being 110. Oh, I wouldn't listen to me. I had GPS on telling him where to turn. He wasn't doing it. So and he just that took was for my a ride, huh? Sure. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. And then what was the last thing? You're the thing that you could change that's within the agency to do so. Okay. So, like, I'm sure the thing that would be, like, not getting rained on, but you can't really change that, right? Yeah. No, I the thing I would have changed is I wouldn't have stayed where we stayed. Uh, it was beautiful. The villa was gorgeous. Yeah. The privacy and just being out in the country, it just had this amazing feeling. But it was such a pain in the butt to try to get into the city. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And I think even if I had rented a car, it would have been a pain in the butt trying to park in the city. Because mm. I didn't remember their parking garages. No way I could have ever parked in any of those garages. Way too sure. complicated to do. So that's probably what I would have changed. Because the whole reason, the other reason we stayed in the country is she wanted to have a pool to swim. It was way too cold to swim at <laughs> all. Like the weather was in the 70s, but the pool yeah, the just pool never warmed freezing. up. Yeah. So nice. that's probably what I would have changed. You know, if I would have thought that the pool was unswimmable, yeah. I probably would have stayed in the city and been able to even have more experiences. Right. Well, good, man. I'm glad to have you back. That's exciting. Yeah. How's yeah, it I'm glad to How, be back. How's, how's everything else at the homestead? 
Oh, it's going good. Uh, did, you we're that, did you hang smoking. that? Did, did you hang my freaking gift yet? Oh, it's it's right there. You I, I have where shit. it's gonna get. You're a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I have where it's gonna go. I just haven't hung it yet. Okay. So it's basically like if you're looking at the, the yeah. uh, TV down in the CMD Tower Cave, it's like I'm gonna put it in between the TV and the uh, DVD case. There's like this nice little rectangular kind of the, spot. Is, is it gonna be kind of the same spot where the Lotus is on the other side? Exactly. Yep. Okay, Just sweet. Like that. Awesome. Nice little reminder yeah, for, for you. Sure. Well, well, speaking, you did have some good wine over there, I assume, right? Well, I don't know if by definition it's good. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> on average, I probably had four <laughs> bottles of wine a day. You're Chianti? You're back on your yeah. Chianti Yeah, well, dude, the, the place that we stayed at, they make their own olive oil no Chianti. So I was getting bottles of Chianti for $5, $4. Wow. And well, it's this organic, fresh-made. Uh, yeah. The grandma there even made us pesto from scratch because I wanted Oof. some. And she just, like, made it. And it's the best pesto I've ever had in my GD life. Hell yeah. Well, while you were drinking bottles of good wine, I, on the other hand, was getting a glass of shitty wine thrown at me on a date, which was my big... What? <laughs> yeah. What? I don't want to... I kick it in. I kick it into all the specifics of it, but... The words F-U-U-F-I-N-P-O-S might have been said. And luckily, this girl didn't play softball, so she missed with the wine throw. She, like, tried to throw wine at me first and then, like, underhanded the wine glass at me. And both of them missed and shattered on the ground. And then she stormed off in a huff. I was like, well, I guess I guess we're not going on a third date. Uh, was that at a restaurant? Yes. Luckily, we're, the, we're in the back patio. Luckily, we're the only people out there. Or else it would have been way worse. So then, it, like, and I'll tell you more about this offline because it's funny, but it's very complicated. I feel like I was in the right. So, uh, anyways, I pick up the stem. Of course, I pick you up, do. I pick I pick up the stem of glass and go throw it away. And I go to wash my hands, right? And then I walk out like, oh, I left my beer on the table. So I walk back there. She had her freaking car keys still on the table too. She forgot them when she stormed off. And I was like, now if I was a real dickhead, I would just grab these and throw them over the wall. And just leave, right? And be like, I don't know where your keys are, lady. Like, tough shit. But I was like, no, she was. She might call the cops or something. I don't know. So I literally just had to, like, hang. I literally had to just, like, I grabbed them. I was like, all right, whatever. And I see her in the front. She's, like, packing, pack, like patting her pockets down. I literally just walk up to her with her keys out like this, like, not looking at her. It's like, I know. I don't want to talk to you either. You just left your keys out there. And then she snatched my hand because thanks, you piece of shit. And then just walked away. It's like, all right. Good God. Yeah, it was wild. But I thought, I know, I know you appreciate my dating nefariousness. And, but that's the, I mean, have you ever, have you ever had a drink thrown at you? Like out of like Never. anger or jest? I can't imagine. Right. Never. The only times it was for me was when I was like bouncing, which is just part of the job. Right. Like, yeah. You get drinks thrown at you, but it was just like, it was something out of a movie, man. I'll tell you what. And really like I had a date the next night and I was like, I'd like sit and look in the mirror and be like, am I like an asshole? Like, am I a bad person or is this just like a one-off thing? So anyway, that's been, that's been the biggest, I don't really have that much to report that I can think of off the top of my head just because I've been crazy busy with stuff. But I thought you, well, I thought you would think all that. Oh no, that that's hilarious. Um, how about this? What was your favorite? How about this? What was your peak? from my wedding what was oh. your pit from my wedding and what's the one thing you could have changed that's I, within your power i would give your wedding a four and a half out of five really I, did i not tell you this that day i was sitting there because there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts and stuff and i remember like sitting there's a time where i was outside in the suit and everything 
So my peak, I got to admit, is that stupid shirt that you gave me. Because <laughs> I was not that hot when we were staying out in the blinding sun. So this is kind of a visual thing, but I was asking Mr. Combo what he was going to wear under his suit because it was a hot day. It was like in the 80s in, in Kansas City, which like September is a total coin flip. It could have been 30 degrees, right? Yeah, And exactly. rainy, which it wasn't. It didn't rain at all, which was great. Thank and God. I was like, should I wear a tank top or what? Because I don't wear a lot of white dress shirts. I usually wear something darker. I was like, oh, I got this shirt. It's like cooling and like holds everything in. We go there and it's like a toddler shirt, literally. And, he's, and he says, it'll stretch out. It sure did. And I got to admit, it worked. It absolutely worked. It kept me cool the entire time. And then that leads into my peak was like, I remember standing there because like wedding days are always kind of hectic. And it was right when you're getting married. And I was like, I'm so happy right now. Like you're, you're one of my best friends in the world. And I've known you for so long. And it was like a real like, wow, this is like what adults do. Right? Like, oh, that's so nice. It was, it was race. And then I went and got blackout drunk. Yeah. So that was that. I think my pit, I want to say, I mean, one of them was walking in on the Godfather trying to, <laughs> trying to bang his date on the pool table. That was unfortunate. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, I will say the the, the pit was... I like that place we stayed at, but everything was too complicated. That goddamn saga with the oven, just trying to get the oven on took an hour because you had to, it was this huge production. So I think that was my pits. And then the thing I would have changed would have been drink more water. Probably. <laughs> See me and the, the wife, we were sober up until the pool mm. Because, like, we were drinking. It was just, like, I couldn't drink enough to get tipsy yeah. or drunk. Well, and, and you're running around shaking hands and, like, taking photos yeah. and everything, right? So That's true. Well, no, that, that's great to hear. Yeah. You know, definitely loved you being a part of the day. It was incredible. And uh, I, I, out- if I had to give a peek that wasn't yeah. just the getting married and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, I was going to say, what's yours? Uh, her maid of honor chugging that bottle of Dom Perignon. Like in the limo, the most expensive bottle of champagne, like just just pounding it throughout the wedding. Oh, um, I, th- yeah. I, I thought that yeah. was hilarious. Do you also remember her trying to read? Like, if I remember correctly, she had to do one of these things where she's like, I think Joanna is my favorite versus like what she was trying to read, right? <laughs> so that had to be my peak. I would say my pit. We didn't actually get to have any of our cake. Oh, yeah. We we literally did the cake cutting, did the the one piece for the picture, and then that yeah. was it. We didn't get to eat any of our cake. And the one thing that I would have changed that I could have controlled, which is a lot of things because it was my damn wedding, uh, I probably would have changed. I think I actually would have paid to let the girls get there even an hour earlier so we could have been more on time because us being off by like that 15, 20 minutes threw off so many things oh, through the, the night. The psych- Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we, things, the, yeah. we didn't do the bouquet toss. That was something that I guess we ran out of oh, time and sh- just oh, they shit, were like, we didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like we forgot to do that. Um, I didn't get to even go see the yard games at all. Like it would have been cool to like yeah. get some people together to go play some bags or a lot of ball. Also, whatever, yeah. I I only was on the dance floor for maybe three minutes, uh, but well, I do know that you tore it up. I was gonna say I, for what you lacked on there, I did, and I did my classic thing. So Mrs. Number Miss Oh yeah, a little bit of that, like a little bit of the crab on there too, the shake up and shake you down. Like I'm trying to look for loose change. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Number One's family, I think they didn't know anyone, so I think they were a little more, you know, bashful, right? 
which is totally fine. But I got all of them on the dance floor, like by force <laughs> or by coercion. So I kind of let them, I kind of broke them out of their shell a little bit and let them, uh, let them rip loose. But it was great, man. I was talking to my parents the next, well, I was talking to my mom the next day when I was trying not to throw up at, at lunch. <laughs> I was like, it was just a really, it was a really, really magical weekend and, and day. So I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm pretty sure great. I cried that night too. So there you go. Well, I know you guys didn't come here for wedding talk, so Bruise of Builds is our deck tech series. Since we conquered our path to 32, the 12 Thieves of EDH decks, we are on to the classic brew from day one Bruise and Builds with the traditional episode. The we describe the brewing of decks similar to how beer is brewed, and we still break it down into quattro different categories. First one's rampant setting your board state. We call that grains. And grains are the foundation of a beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Texas always needs ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. And then the next is how does your board interact with all of your opponents? We do call that hops. And hops give the beards patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors grown in a variety of strands, and it helps uh, distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help it clear and interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do it at once. And then how does your deck actually close out and win the game, or maybe even just do its thing? We call that yeast. And yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water, and without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then we have shenanigans. This could be pet card synergies that are just kind of fun. We do call that spice. And not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pumpkin that turns a basic ale into a pump king. I finally switched it. I, I finally switched it. Or the addition of hops that turn IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, is where we generally talk about it. And then to wrap up the episode, we'd have a bottle capping. These are going to be recommendations to the deck that we're going to add cards under five bucks. Under $50 and a no-budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana-only lands. Without further ado, let's get brewing. Big Tuck wanted to bring a deck that he's put together, and of course, you guessed it, it's Jund. We're yeah, here baby! to talk about Agnes, make haste, not waste. So, yes. Yeah, why, why don't you read off who this guy is, and uh, why in the world you needed another Jund deck? I really, well, okay, I only have three now, but Agnes the Dragon Slash is a rare coming out from Streets of New Capenna. Uh, she is a 3-3 legendary creature, Vashina Warrior, that costs one colors. And these, this is weird, but it like also messes up the colors a little bit. So it's one hybrid Rakdos that's black or red, a red, and then a hybrid red-green, which, so, okay. Uh, okay, let me, let me finish my train of thought here. So... <laughs> She's 3-3 three, three with haste, and then it says, whenever a creature you control with haste attacks, create a tapped treasure token. So I actually opened this somewhere in New Capenna, and I was like, this is really interesting. And then I was kind of piecing the deck together, and then I we did a like mini sealed, and I opened her again. So I had to run this deck in limited and in, in commander. But, you know, I think for me, I just really, I think I'm like kind of leaning into this treasure thing probably more than I should, right? And I just like I have all these decks and like I have all these different play groups, right? That I have to I come back to Kansas City and play with you guys, or like when we go to festivals, or I'm playing here. Sure. And it just this deck kind of does everything that I want, right? Like it does everything that I want in a Jun deck. It, it it gets you ramp. It's very aggressive. It kind of lets you build any way that you want, right? Any sort of strategy you want to get into. So it, it's just it just kind of jumped out at me. 
And I'll admit it's not the it's not the most powerful deck I have, but it's a deck that I play that is just really fun. Like I really okay. have fun when I play this, right? It, it's very aggressive. It fits into my I, I'm really kind of starting to embrace this like kamikaze style of play where I'm just like, I'm just going in. Like I'm just gonna go yeah. in and eventually someone's gonna stop me or I'm gonna win, right? So let's go. And I like I think another thing too, and this is like a weird, this is a weird way to quantify. I feel like this deck lets me play kind of whatever card I want, right? I think it's very malleable in that sense. So for me, this is also kind of like a best hits of Jund and Rakdos and, and those colors I really enjoy. So I, I, it's been something I've, I've really enjoyed playing. It's really easy to pull out of the binder. I think in the future, you know, as I will finally go through and do this like deck purge, getting ready for Charlotte Magic the 30, Purge. Yeah, the, it's got to be a big one. Uh, I think this is going to be one that I'll probably try to make a little bit more unique as I kind of go through and find everything. But like I said, for me, it's just, it was just a really fun deck. And I built most of it like out of spare parts I just had lying around, to be honest. So I, I broke down a couple of pre-cons and a few other things. I know I could see I could see your surprise when I say that. Considering there's some uh, cha-ching cards there's, in the deck. There, there, is, there is some dollar dues in here. So that was me. You actually played against this at one point. And when we were at your bachelor party, I'm not sure if you remember or not, because I know that nope. whole weekend. Oh, really? I know that whole weekend kind of blend together. Yep. But I, but you know you know how I like to build decks. What what did you think when yeah. you were like reading through it? Yeah. So I will say it did seem like Jun good stuff. Sure. Just kind of being honest, there there was a lot of stuff in there. I'm like, like there's a card in your hop section. It's like I kind of understand why, but at the same time, I don't. I don't see like a sack yeah. outlet to really leverage its normal use so sure. i do think you have your greatest hits here i do think it's I, I i like these commanders with the hybrid and the mana because yeah. then it gives you even further restrictions if you want to give it to yourself like if you wanted to do a mono red Agnes deck sure. you could do yeah. that if you just wanted to do a gruel Agnes deck you could do that a rakdos one so i like that you can kind of be flexible with that, that that's pretty neat I do like that it does the tap treasure token. So yes, we're it's finally fair, getting it's, cards. It's fair-ish, right? Oh, don't worry. The bottle cap and we're going to make it unfair again. Okay. But, I, have a fe- I, had a fe- I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I know what's coming in. I was going to ask you right now, but I, I, have a, I had a feeling going yeah, into this. You got a feeling. <laughs> so I, I do like it. It does seem to me like this probably is a commander for a slower play group. Just because, yeah. if you think about it, what's the advantage that Agnes gives? It's the fact that you can attack with five six creatures and get five six mana, but you can't use that mana in theory yeah. until your next turn. And it's in artifact removal is one of the easiest removal in all of Magic next to creatures, yeah. especially so it'll now. Be yeah. Super easy, yeah. Especially it'll be easy for people to just be like, okay, I'll just destroy all your tokens before you even get yeah. to use them. So I don't know for how sure. this would perform at a random magic fest or like in the KC group. But I think the way you've described your North Carolina group, I think this is a great yeah, commander for that. Exactly. It's definitely, it's definitely, I've built it to be a little more battle cruisery, which is kind of like what we said, like no one here plays. I literally, I was thinking through the games. I haven't seen someone play blue or any sort of control build. I think in like four months. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Now I did see a three, eight, eight CMC buddy. What are you doing? Really? What are you doing? Yeah. That's yeah, I do have a lot I do have a lot of high hitters. Yeah, don't worry, I don't know. we're going to be addressing that at the end as well. Okay. All right. 
yeah, that's kind of surprising. I feel like it kind of doesn't play like that because you get the generation on it, but that is that is awfully high. You got me there. From a mana perspective, you're decently yeah. through all of it. You know, it's like you could produce 50% of green mana, 43% of your deck needs green mana. You could produce 50% red mana, 54% is what your deck needs. You could produce 34% black, but your deck only needs 20%. And actually seeing that almost kind of tells me that you might be able to do a version of this where it is a gruel deck because yeah. your black seems pretty small it's pretty low, compared yeah. to the overall strategy. So you could almost treat it like how you do in limited where you splash a color. Sure. Maybe you could even get the deck where it's like, yeah, I'll splash black. So I'll have a chromatic lantern. I'll have the command tower to get it if I need it. But this yeah, is really yeah. going to be a gruel deck if you were looking to try to, to make it even try to make it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Even sweatier. Yeah, and like this is just a deck that I haven't I haven't gone. I still haven't gotten my cart from abyssproxyshop.com, shameless plug. So this is a, if you notice there's no fetches outside of one. There's no dual lands or of any varietal in it. So that that's something that could definitely be fixed in V2 or 3 or whatever this is. Yep. And the current buy price of this uh deck right now through a good old TCG player is 556 doll hairs. It's a lot. <laughs> I think, well, what, a, okay. There's a couple cards in here, which I don't put the varietal in that may or may not be not tournament legal, which might affect the price, but it's still, <sighs> it's still an expensive deck, which was shocking to me to see as well. Well, I think we should go ahead and get into yeah. this deck before we do. We would love for you guys to check out and join our amazing patron community, patreon.com slash CMD tower. Uh, we have many different tiers on there that go from like, it starts at three bucks on up from there. Um, it gives you full complete access into our discord, but also you guys will have opportunities to be on bruise and builds, actually sling some cardboard rectangles like Spencer did. Uh, well, I guess it's weird because it's like we're in the future, but also in the past. Right. Now. So it's like live audience. You'll see it Monday recorded audience that happened this last monday you guys will figure it out yeah you're but smart you're smart even, yeah you're smarticles and you know of course getting like some free swag from us as well so anything you guys can do really does help us keep the channel up helps us continue to improve the the gear that we use and put out just more content so uh patreon.com slash cmd tower now let's head over to the grains and big tuck what what do you want to start with? I, I got I got some good ones that I've picked, okay. but I'm wondering if we maybe match. I chose all creatures, and I'm 90% sure there's one, because when I played this, this is going to be my last one, but there's one in here when I played this at the Bachelor Party, you went berserk for, because this is a card that you like quite a bit, and it works really well in this deck. So I'm going to start with one that the first, it's a it's a legendary creature that's also a human warrior. That would okay. fit into the gruel side of this build if you were, yeah. were going to do that. Yeah. And sh it's a she. And yeah. if, if she was IRL, I would definitely want to take her out to a pasta dinner. Are you ready, sir? I am. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Jolene, Jolene the Blunder Queen! What a beating. Two colorless, a red, and a green yeah. for a 2-2 legendary creature human warrior. I'll read the first one. You read the second two. How about that? Okay, thank you. Just mix it up a little bit, you know? Whenever a player attacks... Sorry, she's a 2-2 legendary creature human warrior, as made mention. She's a rare. I got taken for a ride on this one as well. I bought her for $6. She's currently 2 
Uh, whenever a player attacks one or more of your opponents, that attacking player creates a treasure token. If you would create one or more treasure tokens, instead create those tokens plus an additional treasure token. And I don't know why you'd ever do this, but sacrifice no. five treasures to put five plus one plus one counters on Jolene. So for me, this is like a me card in a box, right? It, it gives it gives everyone else incentive to attack your opponents as opposed to you to get that treasure token. Like Curse of Riches, is that that one? Uh, the one, yeah, Curse of Opulence. Yes, uh, it's kind of like that on a stick, right? The second part of it is also most importantly the treasure token that you create is not tapped, even though you're only going to create one extra one. Seems pretty strong there, uh, and yeah, I think that the the last ability. Is like if you're in a pinch or I don't know. I think it's I think that last one's pretty weak. So my question to you was like, do you feel like the because I'm surprised that this was your pick because I would have thought that you're. Do you think the first two effects are good enough that the last one being kind of a dud keeps her in the keeps her in the pile? No, the reason she stays in the pile is because with her and your commander, every creature that's attacking, you're getting three treasure tokens. Yeah. No, actually, sorry. Yeah, no, you're getting four treasure tokens. Because right. if you would create one or more treasure tokens, and that goes off of the effect, so Jolene will give you one, and your commander gives you one, oh, and you get an extra off of each. Because it's all stacked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's incredible. So, that, that's why it stays. <laughs> Literally, you play Jolene, attack with one creature, you've paid for Jolene, as long as your yeah. commander's on the battlefield. It just completely makes sense. Nice. But yeah, I don't, like... The last one, I would. The last ability is just like if you're just trying to get in the last punch damage. Maybe I don't know. Sure. I don't really see myself ever using it. I wish it was an enchantment, but then it'd probably be too good. So what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? All right. Well, my second pick is gonna be very boring. It's the uh, throw it in the graveyard. Now everything got begotten haste. Oh God, yeah, anger. Yeah, you just gotta talk about it. We're we're talking about anger yep. here. Anger, three colorless red. You'll never actually do that, but it's a creature incarnation. <laughs> it does have haste, um, and it states as long as it's in your graveyard and you control a mountain, creatures you control also have haste, and it's a 2-2. So, I mean, literally, it, this if you have a deck where you need everything to have haste, of course you want to try to do as many creatures that naturally have haste as possible. Yep. But we just talked about one, like Jolene. She doesn't have haste, but she yep. fits great with the deck. So how do we get her haste? We need to find as many ways as we can to make sure everything has haste. And anger is literally the most efficient way to do that. It's so easy. Even if you play it and you and use it as a blocker, you get your value there. There, I think there's kind of two ways you can build this deck, right? You can focus on creatures that are just bangers that don't have haste and shovel in as many effects to give them haste as possible. Or you do what I do and try to focus more on creatures that have haste and then have a couple of backup redundant ways to get them haste. I think this one, like you said, is just an immediate slam dunk. Um, even as a creature, you can still get your treasure token off it. Love to see it. Yeah. All right. Well, what is your second? This one is a big, strong dragon man. Okay. Who's also legendary. Okay. Who also fits the gruel build as well. Okay. I'm guessing by your, by your nonchalance, I'm doing this one solo as well. Yep, Probably. Okay, so I'm going with Clouth Unrivaled Ancient. So this was from, I, I broke down the the red-green Adventures from the Forgotten Realms and took a bunch of stuff from that because there's a ton of haste enablers in there. Uh, this one, to me, is one of the better ones in a big way. So five colorless, 
red and a green for a 4-4 legendary creature dragon. It's a rare coming in the foil version for about $18, which is pretty brutal. So it's flying in haste, and then it reads, whenever Cloth uh, attacks, add X mana in any combination of colors where X is the total number of attacking creatures. Spend this mana only to cast spells until the end of turn. You don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. So again, for me, this is a complete blowout card if you can get there, right? I think this is the peril of the deck, right? Where you have these higher end cards that cost a lot of mana, but you also hypothetically have the ability to generate a lot of mana through these treasures that you're creating turn over turn. So for me, it's kind of a high risk, high reward. I will say this, if this card didn't have haste, I would cut it immediately. Because it's. I think in that case, it's just a little too slow. And especially because he has to attack. But the fact that he has that haste key- keyword in there, I feel just makes him a great addition for like the mid to late game, generating value, dumping your hand out, and then just getting ready for the next turn. Yeah, and I mean, you could make the argument that the way this deck should, in theory, operate is you do the normal green stuff where you ramp, ramp, ramp real quick, try to get your commander out, turn two, turn three. Yep, And then it's just like, okay, I play a creature, haste, we swing, I get a couple of treasures. Next turn, I'm swinging again, I'm getting more treasures. Where I think, ideally, you're casting cloth on like turn five. Oh my god, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and then because uh, the deck and the and the way and I I like cloth. I, I think I left it in. I didn't cut it because you're always going to be swinging for the fences. That's just what your deck wants yep. you to do. Yep. So it's just like naturally, even if a bunch of your creatures die and they're like all crappy tokens, you might get seventeen or eleven floating mana. And like the, what you right. can do with that is just game breaking. I mean, heck, you might even want to think of Tuck to have as like your game winners. Just X spells because you're going to have so much mana left over. I, th- I, th- I thought about that. I did think about that, too. Just to have some a Comet Storm or a something like that. Right. Just just to get it in, in rotation. Well, maybe it's not a maybe that is, maybe that's how you make this different. Everyone thinks oh. it's just be a constant bashing in the face. And really, it's like, no, I'm almost using all this stuff as mana dorks to then just hit you with a big X ah, is 20 yeah, out yeah, of yeah. nowhere. When you thought I was doing greater hoof or something right, like right, that. Right, right, right. Kind of like doing the mind games with people. Yeah, it's all mind games. Terry Tate. All right. Well, my final one is one of my favorite gods in all of magic. Oh. We are talking Xenagos the Reveler. Oh, yeah. It's it's so good. It's so it's good. so good. And for your deck, it's... So amazing. Mwah. So Xenagos the Reveler, two colorless gruel. That's your red and your green. Legendary Planeswalker Xenagos, Mythic, uh, three loyalty for about a dollar fifty-ish. Plus one, add X mana of any combo of gruel, uh, where X is the number of creatures you control. Well, we've already talked about it. You're gonna be swinging with a lot of creatures, so you're yep. probably getting four to six mana off of this. Zero, make a two-two red satyr creature token with haste. Yes, like, yes. You, and I, I play Xenagos, and usually that zero is just like, ugh, I gotta protect Xenagos. I just yeah, have I, have to not, do it. I have nothing else to do, right? No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not even I have nothing else to do. It's just like the plus one won't get me there, and someone's gonna kill Xenagos, and I need oh, to keep shit. him alive. So let me make the, the two two. In your case, it's like, you're swinging. You're swinging yeah. every damn turn. It's every turn. And then, and then the last yeah. one, which is actually impactful, minus six. Exile the top seven of your library. You may put any number of creatures and or lands onto the battlefield. And, and I, that and I has been a like, blowout for me. And I think that there's like 30-ish creatures in here and 35 lands or something. So you should be pretty good. I 
I also agree. Xenagos is the first planeswalker ever opened. Here's my question to you, though. If the zero wasn't, again, back to the haste bit, right? Do you think this is still an include if the zero doesn't have haste? It's not, right? Okay. Which is interesting because, no, just, like... Just because you would have other better things to put in at that 4 CMC or maybe even 5 CMC slot right. that would go along the haste side. But it's the fact that this gives you medium-sized mana and you're getting this haste dude for the treasure token. That's why it's an auto-include. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, I, yeah, it's it's one of my favorite Planeswalkers of all time. Just a real banger. Well, what's your last one? All right, I, this is one I thought that you were going to be with. It's Yodara Wandering Monster. What are your favorite cards ever printed? It's incredible. It's so, so good. It's so good. So Yodara Wandering Monster is five colorless, double red for legendary creature, Dinosaur Tortle. It's an 8-8 eight, eight with Trample and Haste. So there you go. Cycling one colorless and a red. When you cycle Yodara Wandering Monster, shuffle it into your library from your graveyard. If you've cycled a card named Yodara Wandering Monster four or more times this game, Put it onto the battlefield from your graveyard instead. Do this before you draw. So for me, again, it's a free, it's a freebie, right? I think that we've talked before how we both like this card just like as a free cycle, right? It's a red, it's a red draw spell in some way, shape, or form that has an upside. And I think for me, the thing that I like most about it is again that trample and that haste. So a lot of times, I don't know, I think people kind of get short-sighted and, and just put it in for the cycling bit, but here, having a 7-drop that just plays into everything else as your backup, you get this turn 2, awesome, right? You draw it, you're like, perfect. Gotta send it away, I'll go get to deal with that later, right? Get a new card. If you're late game, now you have another late game closer. I personally put this into the grain just because I have cycled it every time I've drawn it, and I've never seen it again for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a beautiful card. I genu- I wholeheartedly believe this is a mono-red staple in Commander. Wow! Of this. The, the, just think it's cycling. Two mana, yeah. draw a card, and if you end up doing it, what, four times, you get the 7-7 seven, seven with Trample and Haste? Like, yeah. where's the downside? Tell me where's yeah. the downside with that. There isn't one. I agree. I, it's great. And it's 35 cents, right? So if you buy yeah, four of them and then so decide you cheap. don't want them, who cares? Yeah, it's so incredibly affordable. So, I thought you'd right, like <laughs> Of course you do. I'd like that. Well, that's going to wrap up the grain profile. Before we head over to the next section, we would love for you to check out abyssproxyshop.com. And when you do, use code CMDTOWER. That's going to get you 10% off your order. Uh, as we've all seen with Magic 30 and those ridiculously expensive packs of cards, <laughs> cards aren't getting any cheaper. Um, of course, we go by the Magic Online philosophy. If you own just one copy of the card, you can play test it into as many decks as you would like to. And Abyss Proxy Shop can do that at a very affordable price. Literally, proxies start at $3 and go up to $6, $6.50 if you want to foil. Um, they have a massive custom catalog on there with tons of just custom commissions that people have had them do. Heck, you can even go on there and buy my Najila deck that I completely did Japanese old woodblock art and translations for. That looks great. So. It's a great place, and of course, every order that you do with that CMD Tower code is going to give a little bit of kickback to us, so once again, we can continue to try to invest in this channel. So if you need a proxy, abyssproxyshop.com. Now we're going to head over to the Hot Profile, and I'll start this off with a card that I I like it. I I think it's cool. It definitely fits the theme, because you have your haste. I'm thinking a 
card that has flying that can help people discard cards. Because, you know, our opponents, they don't want cards in hand. They really don't. And Blazing Spectre really gets us there. So Blazing Spectre is two colorless Rakdos, flying haste, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, that player discards a card. It's a 2-2. So I love this. Four mana. It gives you A, a yep. flying blocker. So that's yep, absolutely for the hops. If you just want to piss off someone, go make them start discarding cards. And it has haste, so it fits in with your commander. You're going to get your treasure token. So, I mean, there's just no, nothing bad here. Other than if you want to argue four mana for a 2-2 two -two is, like, a little expensive. But, I mean, what sure. are you going to do? I, I completely agree. And I actually just swapped mine last minute for another card I want to talk about. This was going to be my first pick as well. Oh, I, I completely agree. I loved, I remember when this card came out. I thought it was super fun. This was in, like, decks I used to build back in high school and everything. And it was just great, again, just to find a deck. This is a great, like old Tucker pick that I just thought has a great home in here, right? Again, I wish it cost a little bit more. I wish it was like a 1-2 and cost 3, but again, I think mana usually hasn't really been the issue in this deck. Well, what's your first hop card? Alright, I'm going to talk about an enchantment that I bought for $2 and also lost money on, again. So, don't come to me for this, but the thing with this enchantment that's red is I am the only person who is allowed to play Haste at the Table. It's just me. I'm not going to let anyone else do it because yeah, because it's sometimes an uphill battle. battle. Wait, are we doing it? Yeah! <laughs> yes. This card rules. A Doyle rule. And I've had, I've had it sitting. This is like also like peek behind the scenes. There's a lot of cards in here that I literally were just sitting in a binder and they all just happen to work out for this. So uphill battle. I'll read the outside and the flavor text, and then you can read what it does. So two colors and a red for an enchantment. It's uncommon for about 35 cents. Chomano. No, he had no choice but to alley with Gerard. If that's what it... Oh, God. If that's what it took to free his people, he'd pay the price. What and does it do? Your opponent's play come into play tapped. I am the only one with haste at the table. I am the... I am it. If you will try to out haste, haste me... Now. I, yes, I am the haste me. now. Look at, my look, eyes. look at look at me look at me i am the one with the haste yeah i i think this card is pretty strong in here i've not played it yet though which is a bummer the why did why, why did you go with it so i went with it just purely from the aspect of uh, not so much from the mindset of like i'm the only one with haste uh that's hilarious yeah. I, I just more went off of it because you to really be efficient need to be able to get damage through. And your opponent's having their creatures come into play tapped will make it easier for you to then yes. swing in with your dinky 1-1s and 1-2s and 2-2s right. and be able to get your treasure effect. So I more did it because it is going to slow down your opponents. It's going to make them open for business uh, more frequently uh, because you don't want to have to do the mental math of like, okay, Everyone has blockers. I want to yeah. do what my deck does, but I don't want to lose <clears throat> all my creatures. So, like, how Absolutely. do I do this? It would just be easier if it's like, okay, well, you have no blockers because they're all tapped. Swing everything at you. Yeah, everything's coming to everything's coming to town. And the, another thing about this that, like, the deck's folly or fallback or like the the well, downside is Agnes is a three three with no with no evasion, right? Mm -hmm. that 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 gets destroyed late game so this like you said should always at least open up one person to start swinging in and not just completely like sideboard wipe myself yeah completely agree all right well my last hop card is a uh big old worm that likes to just get real angry when it comes to the battlefield <laughs> it just wants 
F up as much as it possibly can. And that's where Ravager Worm really comes in. So, oh, yeah. Three colorless, red, green, green, mythic, four, five, creature worm for less than a dollar. It has Riot, so it ETBs with your choice of a plus one, plus one counter or haste. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I think it's just going to be haste every damn time. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and when it ET and this is what I love about it. You don't even have to, like, do the counter to get its ETB effect. Yes. It's like, yeah. pick whatever the heck you want, and then you still get the end of the battlefield. So whenever Rav a Ravager Worm ETBs, choose up to once. You don't have to do it. Destroy target land with an activated ability that isn't a mana ability. I like that. Mm -hmm. Ravager Worm fights target creature you don't control. So I like this one in the hops because you're going to get your haste. You're never going to do the 1-1 counter. No. It's always going to be haste. Absolutely, yeah. And so it having haste, you're getting your treasure effects. That's great. But the land removal is what I like. Mm -hmm. The activated ability that isn't a main ability. There's always these problematic lands out there. Sure. And yep. especially what would wreck your deck that, oh, not, it's the cumulative upkeep. I want to say Glacial Fortress, oh, but that's the Azorius. Glacial land. Chasm. Glacial Chasm. A card yeah. like Glacial Chasm completely destroys you. I mean, that's not technically an activated ability, but cards like that yes. are going to wreck your deck. Yeah. So having something that you can cast when you need to to blow it up is just clutch. Absolutely, yeah. It, remo it removes something. This is a card that I was super hype on. I think I opened it. And again, it just happened to be another... It was another card that I always really liked, and it just fell into a deck that I that worked out for it personally. So uh, I did misplay this once and didn't blow up a land. I fought because I couldn't see the person's land in a pile, and then I ended up losing the game because they were able to do an untap land and just blow us out of the water next turn. So what are you going to do? Dicks. Dick. Dick move. All right. Well, you got two left. I right, two left. Show. I'll be quick with them. So the first one is another enchantment. This is a new one. I've not been able to play the deck since since I put this one in. But Right of the Raging Storm, I think, is a really interesting pick here. So three colorless, double red for an enchantment. Creatures named Lightning Rager can't attack you or Planeswalkers you control. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player creates a 5-1 red elemental creature token named Lightning Rager. As Trample Haste and at the beginning of the end step, sacrifices creature. Goes right back to what I was saying earlier. If this just, just had Trample, which wouldn't make any sense. But the fact it gives you a free Haster turn over turn over turn, I like a lot. Especially with paired with a card like Jolene, it's now giving someone, it's giving your opponents the incentive to go into the red zone. I don't play, the, the kind of drawback is I don't play anything that's like creatures have to attack every turn if able, which maybe I should throw in one or two of those for the same reason I have uphill battle in here. But I just like the I just like the idea that you're just giving free resources to your opponents for them to go attack your other opponents with as well. Yeah, you could totally do that uh red enchantment where it's like at the end of turn, if uh, whatever creatures didn't attack oh. this turn, tap them. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell. Oh yeah. Slam dunk. Is that wait? Are you putting that in or no? But no, that'd be a good one. Yeah. yeah no, I like this card. I actually run it in my uh, KT Goad Me Another One deck. Oh yeah. One thing you always have to remember is that they don't have to attack. Yes. And I'll be honest, Chuck. I like the card. I'm not personally cutting it. It should be on your chopping block, though, because yeah. your logic doesn't actually work in real life. Um, because I'll have the different curses on people where they get incentivized to attack them, and no one ever attacks with 5-1. Really? end up letting them get sacrificed and die. Yeah. What a bunch of losers. Bunch yeah, of losers. <laughs> well, it's yeah, just, actually. you know, it doesn't... Yeah, it's just, you know, 
I don't know. I've just never been able to get anyone to. Pro- I'm I'm the only. And most of the time, people forget about them. They're just like, oh, uh, whatever. That's fine. It just yeah, sacrifices okay. it. Yeah, I'll just sacrifice it. Or worst case, they use it for like uh, they say sacrifice it for value. So I don't have the reps on this one. Um, so I'm hoping to get that soon. The last one I'll get into. This is a card that I I've always liked, but haven't really found a home for it. I think it's a little sweaty because I think it costs too much, but. Zagreus Thief of Heartbeats, I think, has a has an interesting home in this deck. So, four colorless, black, and a red for legendary creature Vampire Rogue. That's a rare for a quarter. It's a four four. It costs one less to cast for each creature in your party. The good news is is that my commander is a warrior, so it gives it that one mana discount. Uh, it's a nice. flying Death Touch and haste. Other creatures you control have Death Touch, and then whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a Planeswalker, destroy that Planeswalker. For me. I, I'm pretty much just playing this as we have another flying haster, right? And then it also has death touch, which is a huge decentivizer. And like I said, I'm getting in the red zone. I'm coming in as hard as I can to as many people as I can. And this is going to force them to really think about what they're blocking with and how. So a little overcosted, I'll totally admit it. And I haven't seen this out in play yet, but theoretically, I do like the fact that it gets you your own treasure. It gets you a treasure back when you cast it. And then all your stuff now is way more powerful. Even your three threes, your one ones, like you were saying. What would you think about swapping? And I didn't put this card in my capping. What would you think about swapping out Zagreus for a uh, Chromos Memorial? It's only one more mana and it's yeah. just way. Cause, cause here's, it's here's so my strong, thing yeah. behind Zagreus. I like Zagreus because the thing I liked about it is giving all your creatures death touch. And right. so I talked about it earlier, how you're going to have some like one ones and two twos going through. So uphill battles good. Cause you don't have to worry about them dying. Well, you definitely don't have to worry about them dying if they have death touch because most people aren't going to put their four fours and five fives in front of a one right. one or two two to have them get killed. So I do like that effect of it. The planeswalker piece, uh, pish posh applesauce, don't really care. Agreed. Might as well be blank. I'm, I'm just, yeah. But I'm to me, it's like, okay, if I really like it for this anthem effect or keyword effect, wouldn't I like it if I had six more keywords going along with it? Yeah. And it's yeah, like, it's- you know, flying, vigilance, trample, haste, like, you're getting everything. It kind of gives um, you everything. Yeah. I I don't I I don't hate that and I don't think you're wrong. That is tough. I like and I'm looking it's literally just one more mana. Yeah. It's just like and do then, I want one more mana to have an artifact that does a lot of stuff versus a six mana creature that really yeah. only does a death touch thing. That's only a 4/4. Four, four. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Keep talking. Uh, if I have, if go, go on to our sponsors, if I have, I'll tell you this much. If I still have my Chroma's Memorial and it's not in a deck, I'll make that swap right now. Oh, look I'll, at that. I'll do, I'll do it live. <laughs> well, everyone that's going to wrap up the hot profile. Um, and before we head over to the game winning section, uh, of course, the last plug would be our amazing Etsy store, uh, Etsy.com. If you type in CMD tower, uh, please, for the love of Christ, do not type in command tower. It's Charlie <laughs> Mathis Delta tower, CMD tower. Um, you'll find our great Etsy store. And on there, the most exciting thing is it is coming up to the holidays. It is getting a lot. Yes. We do have those amazing cotton uh, Jun sweaters uh, that sweater are custom season. made for, from CMD tower that are available for purchase. Uh, we also do have our foil play mats. You know, we do have card sleeves. If you're looking to get something as a stocking stuffer for someone from your LGS and want to kind of help out the collective, just remember Etsy.com and type in CMD Tower on the search tool. Now we're going to head over to the yeast package. And I, Big Tuck, are you ready or should I, I go? No, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I was looking through here. I don't have one. 
I, I, it's in a, it's in a deck somewhere. I have no idea which one though. But anyway, well, it looks like we'll you have another thing for your Abyss Proxy Shop order yeah. that'll never actually happen. Put it back on the order. All right, I'm going to start with one of the one of the the only cards so far, or one of the few cards I've talked about that has black in it, and this one is really leaning into using the treasures as a win con, and not in the way that you would think, because this insect shaman that's a mythic rare is going to give you a nice big pump for all your boys out there. So, Oh, that's so gross. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, Maseret Krual Death Priest is, I think, a pretty strong addition in here. So three colorless, black, and a green for a 2-2. Legendary creature, uh, Insect Shaman, that's a mythic rare for around $11. Flying, whenever a player sacrifices another permanent, put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control. So all your treasures not only are ramping you, they're also priming you to win the game. Especially if you if you're generating four or five a turn, just burning them or anything along those lines, really really strong addition in here. <laughs> this is a card has had lying around from some from some deck way in the past. So I think that this one is going to do you a lot of value. Again, if you get board wiped, you're kind of sol because they do come into play tapped. But I think this is a way that you can really build up your army really fast in the mid to late game. Yeah, I could see that. I mean this. Honestly, I was a little like, okay, is this just good stuff? Things yeah. left over, but uh, wow, that's I, think uh, it's I didn't even good. think about the sacrificing the treasure piece. Yeah, that's really good. I think it's pretty strong. Now, I will say this might be a reason you want to put lightning greaves in your deck. Oh, yeah, this thing's dead. This thing's this... yeah, just this to protect thing's... something because, like, in theory, you could have one turn where this goes from a 2 2 to like a 15 15. Yeah. Or like a 16-16 out of nowhere. Absolutely. And it is each creature too, which I love as well, right? So it can it can build up so fast. But yeah, I mean this thing's this thing dice lightning bolt is going to over and over and over again. All right, what was well, your pick? My next one is actually I kind of spoiled it earlier when we were uh talking about what I got pre-podcast, but on the uh oh, early sure. show for YouTube and Twitch. I mentioned a dragon that was red. And sometimes when his power gets to 20, he smacks faces. That's all you, so baby. Hard talking about Inferno of the Star Mounts. Oof. This card is good-ish on its face, but really it shines when it comes to the excess mana that you're going to yeah. end up having. So um, Inferno of the Star Mounts is going to be Four colorless, red, red, legendary creature, dragon. The spell can't be countered. It has flying in haste. It's a 6-6. Six, six. Now, for a single red, you effectively yeah. give it fire breathing. It gets plus one, plus zero oh until end of turn. But it does have a uh, little thing on there that states, when its power becomes 20 this way, it deals 20 damage to any target. And I apologize for the Twitch and YouTube audience. Uh, Scryfall has pooped the bed for the moment so well, it hasn't loaded up the uh the art for you guys but hopefully it'll show up here soon so i really like this because it doesn't say it has to all be through this effect like activate yeah. this 14 times its power becomes 20 this way deal 20 damage you could technically have your Mazarek have them at yeah. 19 and then pay one single red and it gets that 20 damage effect now oh, yeah. i guess my question would be and this would be more for the judges. And boom, there we go. Uh, collective, you guys can now actually see. And I will uh, even show the cool secret layer drop art. 
for you. But I guess my question would be if you're if it's already over 20 and then you pay the red and it like it become goes from 22 to 23, I don't think you get the effect. I think it has to be 20. I think, I think it, it has, has to be 20, 20 on, the, on the, nose. the nose, right? Yeah. Because it doesn't say 20. If it said when its power becomes 20 or greater. And they have to do it that way. So that way you couldn't just keep paying a single red when it's yeah. above 20. And just over and over bolting over. stuff for 20 <laughs> over and over. So There's that gotta... is kind of interesting. You'll have to kind of keep track of like, where is its power? Yeah. And oh gosh, am I going to do a bunch of treasures and the Mazarix out? And me trying to use this red mana to get him above 20 is actually going to cause it to go to like 25 and you end up like messing it up somehow. So I do see this as being one of those weird synergies where you can't be in the tank. We'll put it that yeah, way. Well, and that's, and that again is a problem because I play this, this is like my prime in the tank deck to play. Cause I'm like, I don't know. Just swing it out. What are you going to do about it? Well, why don't you give us your next yeast card? All right. Shout out to single Aaron. Uh Oh, I think we're matched. I hate you. I already know. Yeah. Does, it, does it have to do with a pet store animal? There might, there might, there might be, there might be some sort of varmint involved yeah. in this card. Yeah. But it's let's, so let's good. It. <laughs> Are you ready? I know. I just saw it this last weekend. Oh, really? Three, two, one. Minsk and Boo, timeless, timeless heroes. heroes. It's. I it's, sound drunk saying that. Yeah, Minsk and Boo, timeless heroes. I I hate this card so much, but it's so. I bought this because it's it's been going up in price, and I was trying to get in on it, and it's so good. So I'll read I'll read the I'll read everything except for the plus ability or for the planeswalker abilities. How about that? All right. All right. Cool. So two colorless, a red, and a green for a legendary planeswalker minx which is bullshit because he's not a planeswalker but that's a conversation for a different day he's actually uh, has mental he got hit on the head so much as a barbarian he has like the intellects as a child which explains a lot he has three loyalty when he enters the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep you may create boo a legendary one one red hamster creature token with trample and haste plus one put three plus one plus one counters on up to one target creature with trample or haste so it doesn't give trample or haste they have to have trample or haste minus two sack a creature when you do minsk and boo uh deal x damage to any target where x is that creature's power if the sacrifice creature was a hamster draw x cards has three loyalty and technically obviously not here but minsk and boo yeah. could be your commander collective if you wanted to run that there's not a bad ability on this card Every single ability on it is incredible. Not only in this deck, but also out in the wilds. The hamster has haste. You make Agnes a 6-6, six, six, which is insane. And then if you have something like Inferno of the Star Mounts or your Masaryk rigmarole going around, you just headshot someone out. Is this the best? I mean, he has to be up there in the top tier of Planeswalkers ever printed, right? No. You don't think so? It's a, it's a good Planeswalker. Like, don't get me wrong, but... Uh not gonna put that up there with like the mind gosh, sculptor Jace, the mind sculptor liliana um which let's like pick one there's like three or four that yeah. are just like absolute bangers throw it up against there against like the three mana narset the three mana oh, ashiok yeah those are like really good. there's a lot of real I, I think that i think that's just what we 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 got kind of flooded with planeswalkers with war and kind of those sets. Yeah, it was like oh my gosh, but we haven't really gotten flooded with planeswalkers in a couple years, so it doesn't feel like you know we're like drowning in planeswalkers like we are with legendary creatures or just product. But no, Minskaboo is a great 
Planeswalker. Maybe if you want to say top 10, top 15. Okay, I think there's a sure. Top, but top five, oh, hell no. What do you think about in this deck, though? I would say, I mean, I don't know how many Planeswalkers would be applicable for this deck. Uh, but I do oh, think no, it I deserves just, a slot I, in here. No, no, no. I, yeah, I'm just saying, like, just not, like, top Planeswalkers for this deck. I'm just oh, saying okay. him, him in the, Minsk and Boo yeah. in this deck as a card in a vacuum. Absolutely. Uh, slam yeah. dunk, banger. And I'll be honest, I don't know if you would ever do the plus one on anything but Boo. Like, seeing how Aaron yeah. ran that, it's just like, why would you ever not? And then even even if someone uses removal on it, it's like, okay, well, you just saved me from like getting rid of one of my other things. I'm just going to get yep. another Boo again, and it's Next just going to keep yeah. going. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the only one would be like, I think Agnes is a good is a good target for it at least once just to get it out of lightning bolt range mm -hmm. and get it to be a little bit more threatening. But I, I, I was really excited when I got this one. I'm not gonna lie. So I, I can't wait to play it. I haven't played it since I put it in, but I will have played it on Monday when you guys watch us do hashtag SCR. Oh, there we go. Well, my last yeast card uh, is a pretty common, popular enchantment. Basically, gives everything riot. I. Uh, don't know if you're doing this one. Doesn't oh, look no, you're like good. it. Rhythm of the Wild. Yeah. I, I just don't think you can have this deck without this card. I'm, I'm not even trying to be over-exaggerating. So, Rhythm of the Wild, colorless rule that's your red and your green. Enchantment, uncommon for $5. Creature spells you control can't be countered. Banger. Even though in yep. your North Carolina group, that doesn't matter that much. But non-token creatures you control have riot. The into the battlefield is a choice of plus one counter or haste. It's always going to be haste. Like <laughs> there's just no reason not to choose haste. Like bare minimum, you're with your once again. We're assuming his commander's out. Yeah. You get one. It, basically, you got a mana for free. You got a mana reduction yep. on the creature that you just casted. And then it's like potentially your best case or medium. It's like with Jolena and him. Yeah, you're getting four mana. Most likely, that's actually a free creature at that point. Yep. Um, or heavily reduced. And then if you have like old Gnawbone or any of this other stuff, I mean, you just have the this snowball effect Absolutely. of treasures that it's just, I sometimes look at this card and I'm like, you know what? I would do the counter because I would rather have my creature be a little bit bigger, a little bit tougher. Yeah. But I don't see any situation you're doing that in this deck. The only way is if the creature already has haste, right? And then that's why I like this card so much as well, sure. where it's like, okay, worse. so there is like no worst case scenario, right? The worst case scenario in this is like, even if a creature comes in the battlefield with haste, it just gets a plus, right? There's no reason not to run this as fast as you get it down. And yeah, I think this is, I think this card is like, I completely agree. I think this is like the linchpin of the deck kind of, right? In terms of the value it gets you, in terms of this mana cost, all that jazz. So um, just a real banger agree. card. I cut fire. There's a bunch of other ones that do this, but this one's definitely the best in my opinion. Well, Tuck, why don't you round up the yeast and right. give us your final card? What's better than one treasure every time you attack? Two treasures, and then it just keeps going and going and going because Wolfgar of Icewind Dale is a stupid card. That is a dumb, is for dumb people. So three colorless, uh, red and a green for a 4-4 four, four legendary creature, human barbarian with melee. Whenever this creature attacks, gets plus one plus one until end of turn for each opponent you attack this combat. Already he's getting beefed. Uh, if a creature you control attacking would cause a trigger ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers a second time. What else is there to say? <laughs> there's so much attacking. There's so many treasures going to be created. 
it, it's just completely bonkers. So like a lot of the cards I have in here deal with when it attacks, when, you know, when we get into the red zone and these sort of things, uh, Wolfgar just like, I, I played this and we didn't talk about it, but I, I went in turn order, rhythm of the wild, my commander, Wolfgar, Pathbreaker Ibex. And I was like, I think it's just, I think it's over. Like, I think this game, I think it's just done, right? <laughs> like, Jesus. How do you beat this? So, so, um, great card. I absolutely agree. Now, with him in the deck, have you thought about trying to get more attack trigger stuff just to maybe yeah. make that like a sub theme of the deck? I think that's where I think that's where I'd want it to go, right? Because like I think there's a lot of other cards or like enchantments or other things where it's like when a creature attacks, X, Y, and Z happens. So I, I like that a lot. And I feel like this is a kill on site card, right? I don't know if it's a kill on site because if you think about it, it doesn't do anything without the other pieces. Right. Oh, okay. So it's like it's so, like the two it's a two it's the tutor argument, right? Like you don't counter the yeah. tutor, you just counter the thing that they get. Okay, so that that's my only worry. It's like I I love extra attack abilities and that sort of thing. So I kind of like that. I kind of like that a lot, actually. Like just now, this is just backup backup combat triggers. All right, don't tempt me with a good time. I just put this together. You know, this becomes a ten ten on its first attack. Yeah. Oh Assuming my god. you're attacking all your opponents, which I will be all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Oh my god, a ten ten. He's insane. Yeah, it's an insane card for insane people like me. Like me. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the yeast package. Now we're going to head over to the spice and uh, not hmm. a lot of options here. I'm not going to lie to you. Not a lot of options. So I'm going with the mono red planeswalker. Take it away. All right. We're talking Chandra Flamecaller. So uh, Chandra Flamecaller is going to be four colorless red red. It's under a dollar. Uh, Legendary Planeswalker Chandra, it's a mythic, comes in with four loyalty. I'm going to read the abilities that don't really matter in order. Minus okay. X. Chandra Flamecaller deals X damage to each creature. Completely worthless. Yep. Zero. Discard all the cards in your hand, then draw that many cards plus one. Okay. Maybe. If you're, if plus you're, if you're one. Two, three, one red elemental creature tokens with haste. Exile at the beginning of the next instep. Uh, over yeah. and over I and over and over and over. <laughs> God, and I mean, I would say this is probably the more overcosted of the Chandra. Yep. Like, really, six mana for effectively a wheel plus one or two, three ones that get exiled. Uh, whatever. But in your deck, it's like okay, well, six mana. Really, it's four mana because I'm gonna get two immediately back with these hasty tokens, and then they just yeah. keep coming and they just never effing stop. Yeah, I agree. I think that she's a, she's been a card that I think you and I have routinely kind of cut out of decks, right? Yep. Like, just because she comes in a lot of pre-cons and is, like, probably a little sweaty. But, yes, just the fact it's, like, every turn over and over and over again. Like, I'm just going to get it. You just get value out of this like crazy. So, the, the, minus, the, the minus X, I agree to you, is, like, effectively worthless. Unless you're just, like, completely desperate, right, I guess? Mm. You just need a board wipe. So, yeah, I, I'm here with you 100%. All right, Tuck, close out the spice. What do you got? All right, I got Swag Tusk with Extra, with Workshop Warchief. So three colorless, double green for a 5-3 creature Rhino Warrior. It's a rare for 25 cents from Capenna as well. It has Trample. When it enters the battlefield, you gain three life. When it dies, create 4-4 four, four green Rhino token, creature token. I think this card's bad on the, on the nose, right? I think it's bad just with that. Here's what I do like about it, though. 
I'm not playing that much graveyard reanimation and my creature is going to die. So the fact that you can blitz them out again, four colorless and double green, which means you put you, uh, you, oh wait, hold on. Oh shit. No, this card's bad. Yeah. You're reading that wrong, buddy. <laughs> I was thinking, okay. I was thinking of something else. No. Yeah. I don't think this card's that hot, but anyways. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm cutting it. <laughs> that's fine. Okay. Four colorless and green, green. So you can cast it out and it's a five, three with trample and all that jazz. So I remember, okay. There's another card that has Blitz that I just assume is good because you can cast it from the graveyard with its Blitz cost. And I think my wires just got crossed with that. So I will. All I will say, and all I will say in defense of this card is this: it should yeah, be absolutely cut. Just keep trying. There is a build of this deck that plays very heavily, and this is this would be the swing, right? If we swung, if we cut the red out and put in more black, you're playing Blitzkrieg Reanimation, right? If you want to do it that way, and if you want yeah. to do it that way, I think this card's a lot better. But now that Correct. I'm thinking, I thought I thought the blitz was from the graveyard, not from your hand. So no, no, that's it. There's one card that does that, and it is good in this deck, but we will not be talking about it. <laughs> Damn. Well, it. that's gonna wrap up the spice package, and now we're gonna head over to the bottle capping. And as a reminder, it's gonna be big tucks and nice cuts and ads for the deck. They're gonna be under five dollars, under fifty bucks. Any no budget recommendation. The only restriction is no mana only land. All right, and we're back. Yes, the podcast community had no idea we disappeared. Everyone else was like, damn. But we're now on to the bottle capping, and I'm going to start this off with the elephant. Please tell me you're starting off with the elephant in the room. Funny thing is it actually is my under $5 cut. Okay, so I, am all, so I, I have a bonus cut for this card to the card that I thought it was. So continue, please. All right, so I'm going to cut the Workshop War Chief purely because it just doesn't work in this deck. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh, no, it does sorry. not. Not this. It works in the deck. It just isn't good in the deck. How's that? Yes, I think that's great. I, I, I think that's a great. I, yeah. Yep. Agreed. Well, I'm going to be cutting it for Robber of the Rich. I think this is a slam dunk card in here. You can get this card for $2. Colorless red. Creature, oh. human, archer, rogue. Reach and haste. Whenever Robber of the Rich attacks, if defending player has more cards in hand than you, exile the top card of your library. During any turn you attack with road, you may cast that card for paying its mana cost, and you may use mana of any type to cast it. So right. we got it. We got a nice little attacker here, you know, a little uh, two-two. He is gonna get us card draw, which, you know, that's yep. always an area I struggle with. Like I love the fact that these just stay in exile. Yeah. And anytime you attack with the rogue, you get to cast it. So someone could get rid of Robber of the Rich, and if you got another rogue in the deck, which you do with Bagger, yeah. there you go. Now you're able to get access to this stuff. So I think this is a auto-include plus it has haste. So Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. It's got a block. Even if you're like, I just need to play this to block against some giant flying beast, you're perfect there. I, I love it. At low cost, like you said, right? Like we're cutting the mana mm -hmm. value in less than half. The one I the one I would have cut for it as well, which Robert the Rich is definitely going in. I am going to cut this as well for Tenacious Underdog, which is another Capenna card. This is the one I thought it was because it's a colorless and a black for a three-two creature human warrior that has blitz, two colorless, two black, pay two life, which is the same deal, right? But the mm -hmm. trick on this one is that you can cast Tenacious Underdog from your graveyard using its blitz blitz ability. So the fact that that kind of turns into a repeatable haster, that's why I thought all Blitz was from the graveyard, not just from hand. 
no, 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 no. That's not the way that works. That's not how it works. (laughs) All right. Well, um, for my under 50, I'm actually going to cut. Don't be too sad. Don't don't cry too hard. We're going to cut the Hellkite Igniter. Okay. Don't don't think it's good enough. So five colorless, red, red. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think we could do better. So five colorless red yep. red creature dragon. It's a five five with flying and haste. Pay a colorless red. It gets plus X plus O until end of turn. Where X is the number of artifacts you control. Look, I get it. The the hypothetical of oh, I'll just have a pile of ten to twelve treasures and uh, just no. I don't think that's going to be the case because I do think you're going to be using those treasures consistently to constantly yeah. advance your board. And you don't have the doubling effects in here. So if, now if you had doubling season parallel live. You know, anointed procession type effect. Then yeah. I could, I could say, okay, okay, I'll fuck with you a little bit here. But we don't have those, so I do think we could okay. probably do better. And you do you th- and you think this deck is like in the like just talking here today about these treasures too, where it's like I'm just going to be using these to cast more stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But we're gonna reduce your CMC by six. We're gonna go from seven <laughs> to one. What? And you know what oh. card we're adding. Are, we, are you doing it? Yeah, of course I'm doing it. Vigor? Amulet of Vigor. Okay. All right. <laughs> you have to. You have to. Uh, single colorless okay. for a cool $27. Don't worry. Your buddy has a good nine or ten of them in my binder. No, Amulet of Vigor, single colorless artifact. Whenever a permanent ETB is tapped and under your control, untap it. I, I think with the fact that your commander... You're always going to be casting it, and it's always giving you tapped treasures. There's zero reason not to run Amulet of Vigor. Plus, putting this card in your 99 tuck, this is going to open you up a lot of doors. You could put in yeah. some of those uh, creature tutors that go get an artifact, you know, CMC1. Oh. You could go put in uh, more crappy lands, just to be yeah. honest. Like, hey, I like these lands. I just wish they didn't come in tapped. Well, Amulet of Vigor gives you a little bit more flexibility with it. Yeah. And I think this card by itself will make more of a game impact than hell tight igniter will boom done done done. i think you're right i think i I think you're right i I think i just got too in my head about the haste bit of it you know what i mean so yeah i've never i like whatever i played i I have two treasures maybe yeah there you go i'm just shocking everything out and think about it you know you've played and usually you're having two treasures maybe you have three well kind of replay those games and it's like well if those treasures had been untapped when i got them could i have actually gone quicker and gotten more treasures and subsequent mm-hmm. turns probably because you yeah. could probably attack with three oh. creatures get three treasures be tapped out get rid of those three treasures get another creature out for the next combat so and keep stacking it. yeah i I'm, I'm here for it i i i think that's i think that's the right play for sure well what are you gonna cut for your under 50 and what are you gonna so- add this is, I think, is a is a great card. I think it's just this is this was me with my blinders on about good stuff. So I'm actually going to cut Dictate of Erebos. Just good. Yeah. So you're you're kind of on the same page with that, right? Yeah. That that's kind of what I was telling you. I think it was precast where I didn't yeah. really see a stack outlet to really make this card I have worthwhile. Like, I have one, and I think this is I think this is a deck that's not. It's like go what. <laughs> <clears throat> what do we say there's, there's go to, yeah go fluffy right where it's like i'm gonna have four to six creatures between three to six power right i'm not making an army mm-hmm. unless i get lucky and get chatterfang early but that's just gonna die to that's gonna die to something immediately um but for those who don't know i'm oh, sorry 
No, 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 go ahead. Because I, I was going to say there, there's one card. If you added it to the deck, I would say it's worth keeping in Dictate. But but go ahead, read the okay. card, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you what card I was thinking of. Oh, cool. Yeah, so Dictate Erebos is... Oh, this is, is this your cut as well or no? Okay, cool. So three colorless, double black for an enchantment with Flash. Whenever a creature you control dies, each opponent sacrifices a creature. Very strong. Wrong deck for it, in my opinion. Especially for a $20 card that I guarantee I can put somewhere else, right? $13 card now. Oh. It's cheaper. And um, I agree, unless you had Yehenny in the deck. If you had Yehenny in the deck, then I think it makes a lot of sense, because that's the sack another creature. It gets indestructible. Because yep. then it's like, oh, you're going to board wipe me and screw me? Okay, sack, 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 sack. Everyone's sacrificing everything. Yep. You're not protected. Like, that would be a way to leverage Dictate. But Jeez. once again, then it's like, it's it's sweaty. It's like, gosh, yeah. do I really want this one enchantment in here for this one hasty creature? Do you think Yehenny's good enough for the deck? I think he probably is, right? Or is that or is that getting too far into in out into themes that I don't want to get into? Um, I think he's good enough to be in the deck. The justification would have to be though, how many token creators do you have mm. for creatures? And I did see you have like some sprinkled in. So yeah. I would say if you feel like consistently you could have one or two token creatures on your board each rotation then I think he's worth putting in there because then he always has something to sacrifice even if, you know, because you don't want to sacrifice your legit non-token creatures because you don't really yeah. have a reanimation package. So Right, yeah, yeah. I think, and like I said, like, I think that's another way to build the deck, but I feel my, the, uh, your idea to switch uh, Prosh into Sekar to make that mm -hmm. a little bit more fair and balanced, which is which was great, and it's a it's a super fun deck. That to me is more like that's my Jun kind of reanimator. I want this to be more like Jund on the board, right? So um, the one I'm cutting it for, I've gone back and forth with this with with some people that I I play with up here. I think this card's really good, so I'm interested to hear your theory. It's Maria Scholar of Antiquity, and that's M E R I A. So. Again, leading into the Rakdos rather than, or sorry, leading into the Gruul instead of the the Rakdos package. Colorless, a green and a, sorry, colorless, a red and a green for a 3-3 legendary creature, elf, artificer, straight from Dominaria, super cheap. So she's a 3-3 and says, tap an untapped non-token artifact you control at green, which to me is kind of like the spite, is kind of like the sprinkle on the top. But what I actually like more about it is, oh wait, shit, never mind. Scratch this it. This card doesn't work. <laughs> no, it doesn't work at all. Damn it. <laughs> what is wrong with me? That's two in a row. That's two in a row. I was like, uh, Tuck, this is non-token. It's non-token. That card's horrible. Hold on. I gotta go delete this card. <laughs> all right. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, give him a round of applause, everyone. Yeah. Here we go. I was so, so psyched about this. I was like, I got it. I fixed it all. Okay. All right, all right, all right. I got to I got to back up. I got to back up. God. That card's horrible. Don't laugh don't this laugh at me. That's why it's like 22 cents. Don't laugh at me. I thought it was cute cuz I could tap I could I could tap my No, no, Tuck. It's very cute for Hold on one second. Your eight art and eight non-token artifacts in the deck. It's super cute. All right, fine, 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 fine. Uh, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut. Dictate still for uh, ingenious artillerist, which is a new card out of Baldur's Gates. Two colorless and a red for a creature human artificer. That's a three one. Whenever one or more artifacts enter the battlefield under your control, it deals that much damage to each opponent. So for me, we're gonna be generating tokens. We're gonna be generating treasures. That's kind of how the deck operates. So for each treasure coming in, I might as well start pummeling people down. 
You know, I mean, instead of that one, there's a, there's like Nadir's Nightblade. There's there's a few options in here. Are you thinking of the flame re- the flame weaver one? I don't know. It's uh, hold on, I'm doing a quick search for it. It's the one where whenever a artifact goes into your graveyard, um, target opponent takes damage equal to the number of cards in hand. Oh, Marionette Master. Wait, no. No. At least I'm pretty sure it's non... I thought it was non-token, because I remember there was a game night years ago that Jimmy won off of... I'm coming, like I'm coming for you, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm at, I, Anyways. I, but yeah, no, I, I think this is fine. It's better than the card you, you had previously mentioned, because it actually works with your deck. Because that, that card's un, that card's stone unplayable. And I do like that because a lot of times I hate the one or more because then you only get the effect once. But I do like that it's going to deal that much yeah. damage. So it still counts the number of tokens that come in in totality. So, yeah, I think this is a fine is it, card. Is it, is it worth putting in the package for all these artifacts, like for all the treasures coming into play, leaving play and that stuff? I don't know. I don't think it like I think that's I think a deck like Prosper is better suited for that stuff, right? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. let's, I just, let's I just, go on. I just shit the bed twice in an episode. It's good to be back. It's good to be back, good to be back. <laughs> Well, let's go to right. the no-budget option. Yep. I'm actually going to be cutting Storm Breath Dragon. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, so Storm Breath Dragon, three colorless, red, red. It's a 4-4 four, four, uh, dragon mythic, flying haste, protection from white. Five colorless, red, red for monstrosity three. If it's not monstrositous, put three plus one plus one counters on it, and it becomes monstrous. When it becomes monstrous, it deals damage to each opponent equal to the number of cards in that player's hand. Yeah, no. Seven mana for that? Yeah. That is so over, over-costed. So this is, this should have, I, in reality, this probably should have been a spice because the first draft I ever went to in China when I started playing Magic again this card was like a nightmare in standard. So it was super expensive. Uh, and because I didn't know how draft worked, I passed a foil copy of it that was worth $200 in the draft. Just passed it. I mean, if it makes you feel better, the card's only worth two bucks now. Yeah. So who came on top now, assholes? Uh, yeah, it's... It, it, this is. I think in reality, you would agree this is a spice card, right? Yeah, okay. So yeah, I'm okay. I'm, right. I'm here for it. I am replacing it with another Planeswalker. Are you going to hurt? Is this going to be budget? Is this going to be budget problems? No, you could get a copy for $3. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like weird, sexy, trans vampire. Like, I'm just like all sorts of like creepy looking, but I'm also maybe an angel. Let's bring Zariel, Archduke of Oh, yeah. To party. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, two colorless, red, red, planeswalker, Zariel, three effects. Plus one. Creatures you control get plus one, plus oh, and gain haste until end of turn. I mean, literally yeah. screams what your deck wants. Good enough. Zero. Create a one, one red devil creature token when, when this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. Minus six, you get an emblem with at the end of the first combat phase on your turn, untapped target creature you control. After this phase, there's initial combat phase. Whew. So I really equate Zariel to your Xenagos, if you think about it. Yeah. Its plus effect is really good, um, and it's almost like reverse. Because on the Xenagos, I could see you doing the zero to get the Seder with haste more frequently than the plus one for the mana. Here, oh. I'm going to see you doing the plus one more because it's plus one, plus oh, and haste. 
versus getting that double token that's just kind of like a blocker if you need yeah. it. And then the minus six, I don't know if there's going to be a part in the game where you need to do that because I, I just haven't analyzed the deck enough to see, but we could just go back to the yeast package that we just did and talk about Inferno of the Star Mounts. Yeah. I mean, that minus six may be really good if you got that thing to 20 and it's like, okay, I kill you. I get another combat. It untaps. And now I kill I'm gonna go you. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And I like, I like Zariel. I think she, I think she's pretty underplayed. And I like her, and also, again, stupid freaking the ampersand logo is $50. So, great. Who gets that? But, like, I think she's I think she's relatively underplayed. And I think this is a deck. I think this is a... I feel like this is going to be something that's going to go under the radar, like you were saying, right? Where it's like, I'm just plus one in a couple times. And then someone... People are going to be like, oh, that's about to ultimate. We have to... I have to dump all my resources into that, right? Just to get through. And you're like, all right, cool. Like, I untap, and now I still have my army, right? Yep. So, I, I, I like her a lot. I like her a lot, especially for the for the price. I think getting more Planeswalkers in the deck is only going to do good things for it. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right, Tuck. Close all us right. out. What's your final yeast cut and add? Quick one. I'm going to... I'm actually cutting Old Nawbone, believe it or not. What? Yes, I know. I know. Hear me out. Old Nawbone. I don't, don't know. Uh, you don't like. You don't like. You don't like this. You're no, gonna like. The no, I don't. I don't want to listen. <laughs> Old Nawbone is five colorless, double green for a seven-seven flyer. Whenever a creature controls deals combat damage Crazy. to a player, create that many treasure tokens. So, want to know what deck Old Nawbone? I only have so many copies of these, right? I have one of them in my mono green deck, and I have another one in here. One of deck you this have multiple real. old knobbones. Well, I bought one before it spiked, and then I opened a foil at Enrichment with my like bonus points, whatever. I know, right? Good so Lord. that worked out. But my point being is like, I think it's fine, but I'd rather the deck that this really should be in is Ragadaga. Oh, it's, it's seven get more treasures, that sort of thing. Right. And like just mm -hmm. cutting, cutting down on the cutting down on the mana cost. Like you were saying, as soon as you said that three, eight, eight, I was like, I know, I know exactly where Mr. Com was going first. <laughs> Anything over four. Hi yeah. Adios. So the one I'm going to cut it for is pretty much a slam dunk. And this is like a, a kind of a boring one to end on, but at least I know this card is good in the deck. And I will be prox I will be buying it from a best proxy shop. It's in my cart. Goldspan Dragon, just an absolute house in this deck. Three colorless, double red for a creature dragon, a four-four flyer with haste. When it attacks or becomes the target of a spell, create a treasure token. Treasures you control have tapped. Sack this artifact at two mana of any one color. It's got the haste in it. It's got the treasure enablers. It costs two mana less than old Nawbone. For me, like this is all kind of works out in the wash. And then I'll put old Nawbone into a deck that he belongs in it's currently 20 ish dollars but like i said our old our pals over at abyss proxy shop they're gonna get me one for 2.99 which i'm pretty excited about um so i hate the cut i like the ad though that the ad is really good i mean if anything i would i mean i know you want to use old Nawbone and then another deck but i would almost say just get an abyss proxy shop of old Nawbone, leave it here and then use the Goldspain Dragon to cut for your Dictate of Erebos instead of the Ingenious Artillerist. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's probably... That's, that, that's, like even, that. that's even like an even CMC cut. Yeah, it's there, like parody. They're both five. Mm -hmm. um, so 
that would be my only thing because I do think Gold Stand Dragon absolutely has a home yeah. in this deck for sure. It it does everything you need. It has flying. It has haste. It's help, helping your treasures count for multiple. Uh, yeah, I I love the ad. I just I don't love the cut. You you, you want you want do you think so? You think Onabone belongs in here just because I'm Blitzkrieg? Yeah, I mean think and, about well, it. You have to attack for your commander to work. So that means yeah. you're going to be dealing damage. Damage. And so if you're dealing damage, wouldn't you rather get extra treasures? Like, why yeah. not? And again, it, like, it plays in with like Jolene, right? Like we talked about, like you're going to get you more treasures. It plays in. We didn't, uh, I swapped it out kind of last this minute, but like Chatterfang, I think it's like an all-star in this deck as well, getting all the little squirrel guys. So yeah, okay, all right. So you think, so you think in this deck in particular, the playing the game of the sack treasures, treasures entering the battlefield for damage isn't the game I want to be playing. You would, uh, it's it's better to be it's better to be more on the offense. Yeah, I think so. I think you need okay. to be using your treasures in this deck similar to how I use the treasures in my six CMC tribal deck. Like the treasures are simply to accelerate me into the next big thing I need to get out. Yeah, I'm not trying to like because I, I think there's two ways you do this. You blitzkrieg, you're all out. You're using the treasures to try to go as quick as possible, get all your big big beaters out there and just beat face. The other side is you stockpile your treasures and you mm. make your finisher be the X spell route like we talked about earlier. Yeah. So it's like you just got to figure out which route you want to go. Are you trying to smash face all, all day and night? Or do you just want to kind of attack at the beginning, get a bunch of treasures, and then X spell someone on turn five or six yeah. just because it's kind of funny? Like that. that's kind of the two directions you could do with the deck. I don't know. You thought about doing Jun Spellslinger with like the X spells? That seems kind <laughs> of fun. Yeah, that's hilarious. No, I, it is hilarious. I'm not. I'm not doing. It. I'll leave. I'll leave that to the people over at EDH Rec and wherever else out in the multiverse. I, I don't have the big brain for that, unfortunately. I, I might. I, I'll have to give it a year in between episodes, but maybe I'll do that next year with this. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna do Spell Slingers. All right. I like. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, thanks. For making it until the end, everyone. Uh, of course, always appreciate when you guys uh, like to join us. And of course, if you'd like to leave some feedback, a five-star review, we would always appreciate that. And if you'd like to get at us, here's how you could do it. You can get a hold of me at Mr. Comma number five on Twitter, all spelled out except for the five. Big Tuck. What's your bit now? Do you have a bit? I just try to check. I my bit is reaching out to people to come stream with us. So if you are a content creator who would like to come stream with us on on Monday, every other Monday at eight thirty on p pm, reach out to me at Big Tuck Tweeting. That's it. No, I, I'm I'm no bits anymore. No bits. No bits. No bits. Uh, I leave all the bits for here. I leave all the bits for here. And uh, of course, you could get to our main account where we do always have the posts go out with the links of when content drops at CMD Tower and Twitter as well. Uh, you can go to our website, cmdtower.com slash bnbe158. Tuck, are we still doing a website with like show notes and stuff? Or yes, we, we are. kind of okay, we are. okay. We're well, I'm I'm checking right now. I think we're we're updated through last week. So we got we have it'll have the the website is still checking along. You we are not the differences are we are posting, we are no longer posting the cuts and ads. We are just posting the, the website's a place where you can go check the deck link, see the YouTube clips and all that jazz as well. So we still we still have a website. It's just another way that you can go. And also on the website, if you don't listen to us on Stitcher or anywhere else, it has links to all the different streaming platforms, I think you called it, right? 
on there as well. So it's just more of like a repository than an in-depth look on each deck. Sweet. Um, and of course, just type in Chatterfang Squirrel General, Maseret Crawl, Death Priest, Druida Purification Tower com. Now, uh, we do have multiple ways that you can support the store, of course. Uh, support the store. Support the support channel. Support the store. <laughs> you know, uh, our amazing patron community, which we do have a new patron that joined. I apologize. It's the first time we've been able to do your shout out just with me being gone. Uh, we didn't have a chance, but Tuck from high school, Nico Tucker. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Nico joined. Uh, he, he joined the Big Tuck Brew Buddy uh, group. So definitely thank you, Nico. We're going to be getting your uh, prizes shipped wow. out uh, here in the next few days. Definitely appreciate the support. Uh, but patreon.com slash CMD Tower. You guys, we got we got tiers starting at three bucks. that get you into the Discord and full un adultered access uh but then you know up from there at our seven dollar 15 and 25 we do give you swag we do give you play mats sleeves tokens coins all of that kind of stuff all of that money really does go to help pay for all the hosting fees and when we need new equipment and you know traveling costs and and you know prizes for giveaways and all of that stuff so anything you guys can do would really mean a lot uh patreon.com and of course, we do have abyssproxyshop.com. Be sure to use code CMDTower for 10% off. And we do have our great Etsy store as well, etsy.com. And if you just purely type in um, CMD Tower in the search bar, you're going to find said store. And uh, of course, we just would appreciate anything you guys can really do on there because it really does help. Now, Big Tuck, Agnes, uh, what was it? Haste makes waste? Yeah. How do you feel about the deck? Uh, do you feel like your cuts and ads are going to help you get to where you wanted to go? Do you think this is yes. a deck that might be in the rotation for the long haul? Yes, hopefully so. Obviously, it's Jund, right? So, so I'm I'm biased to that. It is. It, I know a lot of people kind of play it, and I think the thing that I want to do is really get more. It's not quite to the level of like decks of girlfriends past or anything like that, where it's so split. But I think like you said, like streamlining it a little bit, getting the CMC down and really focusing in on what I want to do, which is going to be beat in the red zone, not some sort of like value play or that sort of thing. I think that's, okay. what's going to make this deck even better. And, and just be like, like I said, it's kind of one of those decks, the ones I like to play where I'm like, I'm coming out of the gate screaming and I, I, I'm either going to have a value train so that you guys can't stop or I'm going to get board wiped and maybe come back and pick it up in the end. So I love all your cuts. I think the aim, the aim of the bigger one was like, I was like, I was like, I like, I knew, it was, knew coming, it was coming, but I, like, yeah. I, th I think it's so good. Right. But yeah, like this is a deck that I, I've really liked. And this is definitely one that's going to, that's going to keep in the rotation for a while now, getting better, getting a little bit better mana base, getting that CMC down a little bit too. Yeah, you know, I th I think it's a I don't know if it's a deck for me, uh, yeah. just because the treasure effect is a little slow for for just yeah. how uh, I personally play, and honestly, the uh, torture chamber that is now our play group, uh, I don't think <laughs> that's something that, that slow. But you know, it's it, it's, it's good for your play group. I'm, I'm glad you know I like some of your cuts and ads as well. Uh, and I can't tell if it's a wasp or a ant that's flying in my basement and keeps landing on the TV. We will have to see. But Collective, thank you guys for tuning in on the podcast and YouTube side. Have a great night. It's going to be back, ladies and germs. Bye. Bye.